Let us be attentive. Make your vows to the Lord our God and perform them. God is known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, I, a prisoner for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. time, a ruler came to Jesus and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these things I have observed from my youth. And when Jesus heard it, he said to him, One thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. Jesus, looking at him, said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? But he said, What is impossible with man? 
is possible with God. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, several years ago, uh, it might still be running or a variant thereof, there was a TV show called uh, Flip This House. Uh, they would go in, find some properties that were really not in the best condition, to say the least, rip out walls, paint, rebuild, refurbish, and present a nice, renovated and transformed home. It was great to see about, you know, at least three months' worth of work collapsed into something like 30 minutes. Now, this idea of flipping houses is kind of what it is that is happening to us. God moves in to this body, this earthly dwelling, this tent that we have, and he makes himself the master of the house. And because of that, everything in there has to change. Old attitudes have to come out. Old ways of living and habits and passions, these need to be removed. It can be certainly a messy, hard, lengthy, and costly process. But when the renovation occurs, the results are absolutely beautiful. And God gives us the opportunity to do this through the presence of his indwelling Son, through the Holy Spirit, together with a whole community of people who share the same project, the same goal together with us. And how wonderful that is. In our faith... The Virgin Mary is the perfect image and model of those who are being transformed, renewed, and saved. If Jesus Christ is the Savior, the Panagia par excellence is the icon of the saved. She is in every aspect of her life, not the great exception, as some have said, but of course the great paradigm from her conception to her very dormition, that is, her falling asleep, burial, and real death, she shows how all people must be when they are sanctified and renewed by the Holy Spirit, becoming servants of God and imitators of Christ. In the festival that we just celebrated, ending yesterday, of the Theotokos' entrance into the Holy Temple, we see how Christ's mother is continuously hymned 
as the living temple of the holy glory of Christ our God. She is praised as the living ark which contained the word which cannot be contained. She is glorified as the temple that is to hold God, consecrated by the Spirit to be the dwelling place of the Almighty. She enters into the Holy of Holies, the innermost part of the temple, to become herself the animated Holy of Holies, the one in whom Christ is formed, thereby making her and everyone who is one with her in like faith, the house of heaven. A couple hymns from the feast reflect these very ideas. O most holy one, honored far above the heavens, you are both temple and palace. You are dedicated in the temple of God to be prepared as a divine dwelling place of his coming. And again, let us praise the glorious entrance of the Theotokos in songs, for today she is prophetically offered in the temple as a precious gift, being herself the temple of God. So my brothers and sisters, we are all made to be, as we know, living temples of God. We are all created to be the very dwelling place of his glory. We are all fashioned in his image and likeness to be houses of his presence. The first Christian martyr, the protodeacon Stephen, whose memory, we, of course, we celebrate on the third day of Christmas, was killed for proclaiming this marvel when he bore witness that the Most High God does not dwell in houses made with hands. The Apostle Paul proclaimed this same teaching and doctrine clearly and without hesitation when he writes to the Corinthians, and of course to us, that we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. And he continues, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If you... If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and that temple you are. This same teaching is found in the Apostles' letter to the Ephesians as the confirmation of the words of Jesus, which are recorded in John's Gospel, where he says, If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and we will make our home with him. St. Paul writes again to the Ephesians, For through Christ we all have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and wanderers, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built into it as a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. 
Jesus Christ, the Son, Word, and perfect image of God the Father, is physically and spiritually formed in the body of the Holy Virgin Mary, so that he might be formed in us as well. This is exactly what happened to St. Paul, and so he exclaimed, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. This is the meaning, the very deepest meaning, of the Incarnation, of Christ's first coming at Christmas. And this is the meaning of life itself. Christ in us, and we in Christ. God with us, and we with God. The Spirit in our hearts, so that the Spirit can flow out from us, sanctifying the world around us. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is not mere symbolism or rhetoric or lofty language. This, of course, is a serious calling. For we are either living and good vessels of God, or we are, to use St. Paul's expression, vessels of wrath, to be destroyed in our wickedness by God's righteous glory, from Romans 9 22. What type of vessel do we choose to be? As we continue in this preparatory season of Advent for the Nativity of our Lord, the choice which is placed before us is very clear. We can follow the narrow way that leads to life, or we can take the broad and easy way that leads to destruction. We can, like the Theotokos, cleave to the Lord and become his dwelling place in the spirit. Or we can, through disobedience, unfaithfulness, and sin, choose the death of the nothingness which we are unless the Lord himself lives within us and animates us with his life, his eternal life. If you love me, says our Savior, You will keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, who dwells within you and will be in you. I will not leave you desolate and alone, our Savior continues, and I will come to you. He who has my commandments and obeys them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him, and we will come and live in him. So may all of us continue to become renewed and renovated houses, transformed temples and dwelling places of the living God himself, to whom be the power and the glory forevermore. Amen. 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 Okay. Please rise at this.